Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. And thanks for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast. Today on this episode, we are talking all about the four things I tracked scaling my business to six figures in 10 months. And you're going to want to stick around because number four, I think is going to surprise you. Okay, y'all. So let's jump on in because this is one of those things that I love to talk about. And that is the four things I tracked scaling to six figures in 10 months. And the reason I love to talk about this topic is because not enough of us are tracking the things that actually matter. We're focused on tracking those things like vanity numbers, like how many email subscribers do you have? How many Instagram followers do you have? But as a service-based entrepreneur, we don't have to worry about those numbers, but there are four things you do need to track that do matter. And that is what I'm going to talk about today. And once you start tracking these, I promise you, you'll see massive growth in your business because you'll be focused on the things that matter and not the things that don't. So number four, I think is going to surprise you, but let's start at number one. And number one thing that I track that's so, so important for any service-based entrepreneur, and honestly, it should be the most important thing for any entrepreneur, and that is my marketing minutes. So what the heck are marketing minutes? This is the amount of time that you're actually spending on marketing your services and your business. This is the bread and butter of your business. This is how you get discovery calls. This is how you get new clients. This is how you get known for your services is by your marketing minutes. And so I'm going to say that your time, at least 70% of all your time needs to be spent in your marketing minutes. So what does that look like? So what that looks like is choosing your platform. Are you going to be in Facebook groups? Are you going to be on Instagram? Are you going to be in LinkedIn? And it's not about choosing your favorite platform. It's about choosing your ideal client's favorite platform. So let's use Facebook groups as an example, because that's where my client is, because I work with course creators who are launching. So I'm going to find a group that they're hanging out in, and let's go with the Gold Digger podcast group. I'm going to pop in there for 30 minutes a day. And so you can break it up 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, or maybe 45 minutes a day. And I'm hitting up three times a day in those groups. And I'm going to spend some time in there. I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to respond to job op postings. I'm just going to get noticed. And I'm going to pick about three Facebook groups to begin with. That's where I'm going to spend my time. I don't need to be in 20 Facebook groups. I need to be in three that are going to produce the results I want. So this does not mean you're just posting like spammy comments. Hey, I don't know. I You see those posts. I know you know what I'm talking about. And the same person posts the same post in three different Facebook groups at the exact same time. That's spammy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting over in the search bar and I'm going to search Facebook ads. I'm going to see if anyone asks questions, if anyone's asking to hire a Facebook ad manager, That's where I'm going to spend my time. 
In my membership, Serve Scale Soar, we go in deep how to spend your marketing minutes, but really just get confident with three groups and using that search bar over on the side. How are you marketing yourself? Are you responding to job ops? Are you getting in groups? Are you getting seen? That is so important. And so that is the first thing you want to be tracking is how long are you actually spending in marketing minutes? And I dare you to try to track this for 30 days. It doesn't mean you need to be in Facebook groups every day for 30 days, but I do think that you need to show up at least five days a week. Now, if you're already on Facebook on the weekends, you might as well spend some time in marketing minutes. So track that and see your results because when you show up consistently on a platform and you're actually doing active pitching, and by that I mean responding to job posts, posting, answering people's questions that directly reflect the services you offer, you're going to see a tremendous difference in your business that's different than just getting on Instagram and posting and adding some hashtags. That's not really active marketing minutes. You want to be active. And so I would encourage you to do that this month and then come back and let me know how it went because I know it can make a difference. Okay, so the second thing that I tracked is my discovery calls. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Like, ooh, I don't like a discovery call. But the thing is, if you do enough of them, you get really good at them and then you start to like them because it becomes a game. Like, okay, what are my conversion rates? How am I going to get, like, if I know that my conversion rate's 50% of everyone I get on the phone, they end up booking me and I need two new clients. That means my goal is to book four new discovery calls this month. When you're working from the numbers and you're tracking your conversion rate, then discovery calls aren't a big deal because you know it's just a numbers game. But also I have a feeling that you don't like doing discovery calls, if that's you. I know some of you listening love discovery calls, but if you're like, no, please, I don't want to get on another discovery call, it's probably two because they're taking too long. So my discovery calls are 15 minutes. Yes, you heard that, 15 minutes. But I know, I've been there. Yours may be 45 minutes and maybe even an hour. And so once you really streamline your discovery calls and you get them down to 15 minutes, you know exactly, exactly what your conversion rate is for your discovery calls, then it's not so bad to get on them because it's just a numbers game. You take all the emotion out of it. But the big thing about that is you actually have to be doing enough discovery calls to figure out your conversion. So pick a goal this month, the next 30 days, you're going to market, which is then going to get you clients to get on discovery calls with, and then track your conversion numbers and see. So my conversions are for every three calls I have, I land two of those clients. So when I have my contracts coming up to an end, I know when I need to get in and start marketing more. Because I'll know that if I need to add two new clients, I need to have at least three discovery calls. Now, when you're first starting out and you don't know your number, work from the one in four. That means for every four discovery calls you get, you're going to add one new client. That will increase as you get better at your discovery calls 
and as you define your services more. So don't get discouraged if for every two discovery calls you get on, you're not getting a client. You really need to get on at least four to figure out your conversion rate. And then I would even challenge you to get on 10 calls before you actually say, hey, this is my conversion on a discovery call. So that is the second thing. So your marketing minutes and discovery call tracking really go hand in hand, but those are two things where you need to be spending the majority of your time is in those two areas. Okay, so the third thing that I tracked was my PL, my profit and loss statements each month. Now, in order to track your PL, you have to be tracking your expenses and you have to be tracking your income. The cool thing is if you're using a program like Dubsado and or Wave and everything's running through that one processor, you can very easily see how much income you had coming in. But the thing that we avoid as online service-based entrepreneurs and I think pretty much online entrepreneurs in general and probably the majority of the U.S. and all the other countries, is we avoid looking at our expenses. And our expenses is where we can kind of get in trouble. Because especially in the online world, when we have stock photo sites, and we have courses, and we have all these things that we can buy, and they're so fun, and we want to continue to get more knowledge, and we want things to look super pretty, and we need all these schedulers for all the social media that we're on. That's when our profit starts to trickle down, 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 and then you have to have more clients to hit the financial goals you want. So I love to track my P&L because I see exactly, exactly what I'm spending each month and what I have coming in. And so one thing I noticed is the more money I was making, the more my expenses went up, but the thing is... They didn't have to go up. I started purchasing silly stuff. Like I had to have the best stock photos. So I was paying $99 a month or every three months for stock photos that we really don't need as service providers. So because I look at my p and I'm like, oh, what can I cut? I cut that. Also, I had Adobe, all the Adobe cloud, and I'm not a graphic designer, I try like I pretend to be, but I'm not. And so I had the Adobe Cloud. That was something that I could cut. I didn't need that. I can use Canva. I can use iMovie. Like I don't need the cloud in order to run my business. So those are things that I can cut. Then also, I don't buy a ton of courses. I buy the ones that I know will directly impact my business the most, and that's it. I don't buy a ton of like $100 courses, two, three, four hundred $400 courses. I buy the big courses that are going to help move my business forward. So when we look at our P&L every single month and we take a valuation of where our money is going and what we're spending it on, we can usually cut those things. And I like to Marie Kondo my business. And I, if it doesn't bring me joy, it gets cut. So I think that's a really good way is if you're tracking your P&L, then you don't get into that, hey, I have all these expenses. Because up until I was making $10,000 consistently a month, my expenses were less than $500 a month. And I think they were closer to 300 So if you keep really good inventory of where your expenses are going, 
then you can run a really lean, profitable business, which is what we want. Even now, my business is doing anywhere between $25,000 and $30,000 a month. And that's from the service-based side. That doesn't include my membership. And my expenses are under 1000 Talk about great profit margins. And that's why I'm so passionate about us having profitable service-based businesses. Because if you look at my numbers for the membership, they're good, but my expenses are way, way more from a, as everyone likes to say, passive income side. And there's nothing passive about my membership, but the expenses are way higher than anything that I do for my service-based business. So that is one of the great things about having a service-based business is you can keep your expenses extremely low and keep your profits higher, which means you put more back into your pocket at the end of each month. Okay, so we're tracking our marketing minutes, we're tracking our discovery calls, we're tracking our P&L, and then the last thing, number four that I track that you're probably going to be a little surprised about is I tracked my happiness level. Yep, you heard that right. I tracked my happiness level. And so what does that mean? That means that I was very self-aware of when I was getting to the point of burnout when I started to spend more time on my business than on my family, and when I started providing services that I did not enjoy doing. And so I'm sure you're probably sitting there like, yes, I've been there. I'm doing like these services that I absolutely hate, or I'm not spending enough time with my family. And that's the whole reason I started this business. And so if that is you, you need to be very self-aware because that's what happens. People get burned out because they're not focused on their happiness level. And so an example of this is when I was doing social media. So this is before I switched to Facebook ads and I was focused on just organic social media. I was doing Pinterest, I was doing Facebook, I was doing Instagram, and I really hated doing Instagram. Like, it was horrible. And so I didn't want to do the engagement. I didn't like the algorithm game. Like, it just wasn't for me. And so I knew that and I knew I was getting frustrated. So I cut that. It no longer was a service I offered. And I told my clients, sorry, I'm not doing Instagram anymore. Now the Facebook scheduling, I still like it wasn't a big deal. But then I found myself every Thursday because I batched my work when I was doing organic social media. I found myself really burned out on Thursdays because I was scheduling Pinterest I had a bunch of Pinterest clients and I was just burned out on Pinterest. So I was looking around to what I could do and I had been running promoted pins for clients and I really liked the ads, but I knew there was something more. And so I realized I was getting to the point where I was about to be burned out. I was making $6,000 a month, but I wasn't enjoying what I was doing and I wanted to scale further, but I knew it was at a cap. So because of my happiness level, I was very aware of that and I knew my P&L where I was at a cap because of those two things that made me pivot and I was able to take a Facebook ad course that cost $3,000 without blinking because I'd been tracking my P&Ls. I had the money to purchase that. I didn't have to think twice about it. It was just a done deal and I was okay with that because I knew my happiness level at the point I was wasn't where I wanted it to be and I needed to find something that was going to bring me joy or is going to burn out really fast. 
that is where all of that plays into is when you are tracking these numbers, it makes decisions to pivot in your business way easier because you have the numbers, but then you can also look at yourself and say, am I happy doing this? And now I love what I do. I love Facebook ads, but even now I'm still looking at my happiness level. I was doing sales funnels and they really stressed me out. They did not bring me joy at all. And so I looked at my numbers I said, okay, Brandy, what are your numbers? I realized that they were bringing in a good number, but I looked and said, okay, I can add a Facebook ad client and a half to my schedule, drop a sales funnel each month, and I would actually come out ahead. And then Facebook ads brought me way more joy than the sales funnel. So then my happiness level is going to go up. My profits are going to go up. So why wouldn't I drop? the sales funnels. And so when you're tracking these numbers, it makes decisions so easy to make. And so that's why these are the four numbers that you really need to track in order to scale your business. That's your marketing minutes to make sure you're actually marketing yourself enough. You need to be tracking those discovery calls so you know how many discovery calls each month you need to get the clients that you need. You need to be tracking your P&L, so you're taking more profit home than your expenses, and then that also makes it really easy when it comes to a big course or times to pivot because you have those numbers to tell you if this is the right move, and then of course, your happiness level should be driving everything. Now, that does not mean you're going to be happy 24-7 in your business. There's still days I wake up and I'm like, oh, and we all have those days. It doesn't matter what you do, you're going to have those days and that's okay, but look at the big picture. If you're spending more time in your business than with your family and that's not your goal, then maybe it's time to pivot. Or maybe if you're providing services that you don't love and they're not bringing in the money according to your P&L, then maybe let's drop those. And so when you use these numbers together, you can make really, really smart business decisions, but that are also really, really good for your emotional health. And so I would encourage you to start tracking these and you will see. I did not say I tracked my YouTube channel. I did not track my email list. I did not track Instagram or any of these vanity numbers. I tracked the numbers that mattered. And that's what I want you to be focused on is tracking the numbers that matter and stop worrying about the vanity metrics. And so those are the things I track to six figures. And I truly believe if you track those two, it will help you scale your business. So that's what I got for y'all today. I love sharing this. I'm so passionate about this. So enjoy your week, get out there, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into that six figures that you deserve. And if you're ready for more tips on scaling your service-based business, make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. We love to hear from you. I absolutely love, love, love hearing from y'all and subscribe so you get more tips each week on scaling your service-based business. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.